Rutherford Issues on News Radio WGNS. Mr. Baseman. Good morning. This is Bill Krause. Hope you have a wonderful Saturday morning. The weather is crisp. It's a fall time out there. And as we rapidly approach Thanksgiving uh, Day, uh, with all the interesting stories and traumas and uh, challenges we have ahead, I thought it would be kind of nice this morning to share a few stories uh, to get us into the Thanksgiving mood. We truly have much to be thankful for, both as a nation, as a state, and as a community, and most importantly, both as a family with friends and uh, loved ones uh, in an environment that we certainly press for. So I'm going to share several lessons with you this morning, uh, just to kind of give you a little feeling that uh, there's optimism, there's hope, and there's goodness. During my second month of college, our professor gave us a pop quiz. I was, of course, a very conscientious student in school, and I certainly wanted to do the very, very best. Uh, And I breezed through the questions until I read the last question. What is the first name of the woman who cleans the school? Surely this was kind of a joke. I had seen the cleaning woman several times. She was tall, dark-haired, and in her 50s. But how would I know her name? I handed in my paper, leaving the last question blank. Just before class ended, one student asked if the last question would truly count toward our quiz grade. Absolutely, said the professor. In your careers, you will meet many, many people. All are significant. They deserve your attention and care, even if all you do is smile and say hello. I never forgot that lesson. I also learned that her name was Dorothy. And thus the lesson is, you know, say hello to everybody. Have a smile. Despite having to wear masks and it's somewhat difficult to see whether people are smiling, we certainly learn to know a smile by looking at people's eyes. Second lesson, one night at 11.30 p.m., an older African-American woman was standing on the side of an Alabama highway trying to endure a lashing rainstorm. Her car had broken down and she desperately needed a ride. Soaking wet, she decided to flag down the next car. A young white man stopped to help her, generally unheard of in those conflict-filled 1960s in Alabama. The man took her to safety, helped her get assistance, and put her into a taxi cab. She seemed to be in a big, big hurry, but she wrote down his address and thanked him. Seven days went by and a knock came on the man's door. To his surprise, a giant console color television set was delivered to his home. A special note was attached. It read, Thank you so very, very much for assisting me on the highway the other night. The rain drenched not only my clothes, but also my spirits. Then you came along. Because of you, I was able to make it to my dying husband's bedside just before he passed away. God bless you for helping me and unselfishly serving others. Sincerely, Mrs. Nat King Cole. Most hopefully, many of you still remember the great singer Nat King Cole. Uh, The younger folks, uh, this would just be a story where the name was not that significant. Our third lesson for this morning. In the days when an ice cream sundae cost much less, a 10-year-old boy entered a hotel coffee shop and sat at a table. A waitress put a glass of water in front of him. 
How much is the ice cream sundae? The little boy asked. Fifty cents, replied the waitress. The little boy pulled out his hand out of his pocket and studied the coins in it. Well, how much is a plain dish of ice cream? He inquired. By now, more people were waiting for a table, and the waitress was growing impatient. Thirty-five cents, she briskly replied. The little boy again counted the coins. I'll have the plain ice cream, he said. The waitress brought the ice cream, put the bill on the table, and walked away. The boy finished the ice cream, paid the cashier, and left. When the waitress came back, she began to cry as she wiped down the table. There, placed neatly beside the empty dish, were two nickels and five pennies. You see, he couldn't have the sundae because he had to have enough left to leave her a tip. And be sure, ladies and gentlemen, leave those around you, not necessarily the tips of nickels, pennies, and dimes, but tips in terms of friendship and love and certainly shared thanksgiving. Our fourth lesson. In ancient times, a king had a boulder placed on the roadway. Then he hid himself and wanted to see if anyone would move the huge rock. Some of the king's uh, wealthiest uh, merchants and couriers came by and simply walked around it. Many loudly blamed the king for not keeping the roads clear, but none did anything about getting the stone out of the way. Then a peasant came along carrying a load of vegetables. Upon approaching the boulder, the peasant laid down his burden and tried to move the stone to the side of the road. After much pushing and straining and pushing and straining, he finally succeeded. After the peasant picked up his load of vegetables, he noticed a purse lined in the road where the boulder had been. The purse contained many gold coins and a note from the king, indicating that the gold was the reason for the person who removed the boulder from the roadway. The peasant learned what many of us had not understood. Every obstacle presents an opportunity to improve our condition. And that certainly is very timely in today's time. Every obstacle we may see or have, COVID-19, the economy, uh, community unrest, every obstacle does provide an opportunity. And it's up to each and every one of us, no matter who we are and where we are, is to ensure that those opportunities are initially identified and subsequently those opportunities are subsequently carried through. And our final lesson for this morning. Many years ago, when I worked as a volunteer at a local hospital, I got to know a little girl, a little girl named Liz, who was suffering from a rare and serious disease. Her only chance of recovery appeared to be a blood transfusion from her five-year-old brother who had miraculously survived the same disease earlier and had developed the antibodies needed to combat the illness. The doctor explained the situation to her little brother and asked uh, the little boy if he would be willing to give his blood to his sister. I saw him hesitate for only a moment before taking a deep, deep breath and saying, Yes, I'll do it, if it will save her. As the transfusion progressed, he lay in bed next to his sister and smiled, as we all did, seeing the color returning to her cheek. Then his face grew pale, and his smile 
rapidly faded. He looked up at the doctor and asked with a trembling voice, Will I start to die right now? Being young, the little boy had misunderstood the doctor. He thought he was going to have to give his sister all of his blood in order to save her. Now, we have choices. We have choices continually. Choices at home. Choices at work. Choices at school. Choices on the uh, highway. Choices with friends. Choices with relatives. You have choices this upcoming Thanksgiving weekend. And you also have choices coming up with the holiday season next month in December. Make those choices with great thought. Make those choices with great belief. Most importantly, as you make those choices, live with no regrets. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Work like you don't need the money. Love like you've never been hurt. And dance like you do when nobody's watching. Now more than ever, you never know how much you will impact or affect a person. And as you do, you never know what the implications will be of your actions, your thoughts, and your love to others. Hopefully you enjoyed these uh, little tales. Uh, they are important lessons that we may or may not know. More often than not, we take for granted uh, life, and we take for granted those people around us. We take for granted the environment we live in. We take for granted the good fortunes that we may have. We take for granted good health. We take for granted that we always want to be happy. And yet, what does happiness mean during the Thanksgiving holiday? Does happiness mean that you have an extra piece of turkey? Does happiness mean that you have an extra amount of cranberry sauce or a special big apple pie with cheese on it? What does happiness mean to you? Well, I think it goes without saying, this has certainly been a very challenging year, 2020. Many of us will be celebrating on New Year's Eve not only the hope and optimism and wishes of the new year, but we probably will be saying to ourselves and others, thank goodness this year is over. Let's move on to 2021, and let's move on with a new optimism. Life is so important when you have the optimism and a smile. Remember, it takes only 17 muscles in your face to smile, 45 muscles in your face to frown. Smile to others. Say hello to others. You know, I find it interesting uh, when I'm teaching at the Middle Tennessee State University, uh, I'll do a lot of walking around the campus, primarily during normal times when parking is an extremely difficult uh, issue at the campus. And as I walk through the campus, I will take an opportunity to smile, to smile at every student, to smile at every staff member, to smile at every faculty member that may go by. Many people respond. Some people are actually very surprised and to some degree, rather shy that somebody is smiling at them. Are they supposed to say something? Are they supposed to nod their head? Just smile back. Just give a good happiness that uh, the world is a great place to be. Life is super to enjoy. This nation has many, many wonderful blessings that it provides on each and every one of us. Become involved. Become interested. Not only in yourself, but in the politic, in the community, 
in the betterment of your city. Uh, I have thoroughly enjoyed this kind of philosophy all of my life. This philosophy has found its way as I served for 25 years as a city manager in cities in both California and Tennessee. It certainly has served as a beacon for my being in the classroom at MTSU, Motlow State, and Columbia State. Schools were, it's my job not only to teach, my job is to motivate, my job is to encourage, my job is to ensure that each boy and girl, each man and woman in class will be the very best that they can be. They will be the best not only academically and get 100 on the test, hopefully, but they will be the best young man and young woman to go out in the community and serve. Go out in the community and assist. Go out in the community and participate. There's nothing more rewarding than to see success occur. And how do we measure success? Do we measure success by the amount of money that we're paid for it? Well, a lot of people use money as a measurement of success. Do we drive success by the car we drive? If we're driving a $100,000 car, do we expect the world to say to us, look, there goes a successful person. Success truly becomes part of the heart. Success truly becomes part of your feeling. But success truly comes when you see other people become successful. I overjoy when I see students not only do well in my class, do well in other classes, receive uh, internships and become highly successful in those internships, graduate not only with cap and gown, but graduate with a new sense of hope and dreams and optimism. As long as we have that dream, as long as our society has the American dream, we shall always have hope. We shall always have optimism. We shall always have a feeling that the future will indeed be better than today or the past. If we ever got to the position either as a society or got to the position either as an individual that tomorrow does not hold as much as today or yesterday, then it becomes time for us to revisit who we are and what our purpose is. When we wake up in the morning, do we ask ourselves each day, how will we make this day count? Not only for ourselves, how will we make this day count for others? How will we make this day count for the people who are less fortunate? Uh, I initially came to WGNS as the executive director of the uh, Homeless Alliance here in uh, Murfreesboro and watching the homelessness in this community uh, to survive. I look at the homelessness, even the fact that I'm no longer with Hark, of people who, what will they be thinking next Thursday on Thanksgiving Day? Will they have blessings? Will they have thanks? Or will they be basically just surviving? Reach out to the homeless if you have the opportunity. Reach out to the homeless, either through one of the many community organizations and volunteers here in Rutherford County. Reach out to the homeless, contacting Greenhouse Ministries or Salvation Army or Journey Home and say, what can I do to help these men and women, young men and women, older men and women with children who are living a life of day-to-day survivorship Make their Thanksgiving count. Make Thanksgiving count for all those around you. God bless you all.